morning. A couple notes. Uh, we're now outside the octave of the epiphany, so we're no longer using the epiphany octave uh, booklet. We're using our prayer books. Uh, one other note, there's an invitatory antiphon for epiphany that specifies for the feast in the following seven days. We'll continue to use it on the Sundays in Epiphany because the theme prevails throughout the season of manifestation. Morning prayer begins on page four of the prayer book. From the rising of the sun, even in the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. And in every place incense shall be offered unto my name and a pure offering. My name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Lord hath manifested forth his glory. O come, let us adore him. Together, Benite, on page 9. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, <clears throat> the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth and with righteousness to judge the world and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 118 on page 487. <clears throat> oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is gracious, because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now confess that he is gracious, and that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now confess that his mercy endureth forever. Yea, let them know now that fear the Lord confess that his mercy endureth forever. I called upon the Lord in trouble, and the Lord heard me at large. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what men doeth unto me. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon mine enemies. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put an, any confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put any confidence in princes. All nations compass me round about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They kept me in on every side. They kept me in, I see, on every side but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They came about me like bees, and are extinct even as the fire among the thorns. For in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall, 
but the Lord was my help. The Lord is my strength and my song, and has become my salvation. The voice of joy and health is in the dwellings of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord bringeth mighty things to pass. The right hand of the Lord hath the preeminence. The right hand of the Lord bringeth mighty things to pass. I shall not die but live, and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord hath chastened and corrected me, but he hath not given me over unto death. Open me the gates of righteousness, that I may go into them and give thanks unto the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter into it. I will thank thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. The same stone which the builders refused is become the headstone in the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Help me now, O Lord. O Lord, send us now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have wished you good luck, we that are of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord who has showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, yea, even unto the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will thank thee. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is gracious, and his mercy endureth forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and never shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eighth chapter of the book of Zechariah. Again the word of the Lord of hosts came, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I am zealous for Zion with great zeal, with great fervor am I zealous for her. Thus says the Lord, I will return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth, the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Old men and old women shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each one with his staff in his hand, because of great age. The, city, the streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in its streets. Thus says the Lord of hosts, If it is marvelous in the eyes of the remnant of this people in these days, Will it also be marvelous in my eyes, says the Lord of hosts? Thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will save my people from the land of the east and from the land of the west. I will bring them back, and they shall dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. They shall be my people, and I will be their God, in truth and righteousness. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Peoples shall yet come, inhabitants of many cities. The inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, Let us continue to go and pray before the Lord, and seek the Lord of hosts. I myself will go also. Yes, many peoples and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem, and to pray before the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, in those days ten men from every language of the nation shall grasp the sleeve of a Jewish man, saying, Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. 
Here endeth the first lesson. Together today I'm on page 10. We praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hadst overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants, whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Vouchsafe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the twelfth chapter of the first epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. For in fact the body is not one member but many. If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, these members of the body, which seem to be weaker, are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, 
but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and members individually. And God hath appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. Here endeth the second lesson. The other jubilate on page 15. O be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with a song. Be sure that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who dost govern all things in heaven and earth, Mercifully hear the supplications of thy people, and grant us thy peace all the days of our life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth their eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, 
defend us, thy humble servants, and all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. As we, as I mentioned when I'm around on Sunday morning, you know, we should really look at morning prayer on Sunday morning and its lessons as preparation for the Eucharist, because the uh, unique Sunday lessons are chosen in connection to the epistle and the gospel of the day. Um, and there's two sets, usually in general, in the in the prayer book lectionary. We choose one for our morning office, but two sets, and one typically plays off the epistle, and one typically plays off the gospel. But but they're related in in today's um, Eucharistic lessons because it's it's the um, baptism of Jesus, and so the and then the the epistle lesson is really about spiritual gifts and the idea that we're you know, that the, the Spirit rests upon Jesus and it rests upon us through him, and through him we receive gifts. But in, in, in context of the Epiphany season, we should see the uh, Revelation as a kind of progression. You know, we start Epiphany with the Magi coming to, to and the, so the two-year-old two or younger Jesus is revealed to the Magi. And then the Sunday after Epiphany, we have the boy Jesus in the temple where the 12-year-old Jesus um, is revealed in the temple as doing the, his father's, you know, will and business. And now the now on the second Sunday, which is the third lesson in progression, we have the baptism of Jesus, where, where it's the um, revelation of Jesus, of who his true identity is. And then we'll move on next Sunday to the wedding at Cana, his first miracle that he wrought. And so we see the kind of <clears throat> at, at main points of his life and ministry, a revelation of who he really is. And we should note in the baptism that the important thing is that um, the spirit resting upon Jesus, the spirit is the quintessential mark of the new covenant. Uh, if, you, if, we, if we search the Old Testament, we'll see that the promise of a new covenant always came with the promise of the spirit. That 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 the God would pour out His Spirit on all flesh, and and this gets back to Genesis, where God in the beginning created by the Spirit. The Spirit moved over the face of the waters, and God spoke, and the Spirit's creative activity brought order and beauty out of chaos. And the first sin severed that bond of the Spirit between God and the humans He created in His image, so that order and beauty descended into chaos and destruction in the in the flood. And so the old covenant is, is provisional and there is a presence of the spirit in it in the prophets, priests and kings, but it's a fading gift of the spirit. It's not a gift that sustains itself. And that's the image that St. Paul picks up about the fading glory of Moses' face when he'd see God. And so in the revelation of Jesus in his baptism, we see here's the mark of the new covenant, the one upon whom the spirit rests by nature, the eternally begotten son of God, the one in whom the new covenant will be brought to, to pass. And the important 
point, therefore, is that we say in the Nicene Creed, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, that's a, a great historical controversy, which we won't broach much this morning. But really what we mean by that, who proceeds from, from the Father through the Son, that is, the Father has the Spirit rests upon the Son, and through the Son, then, the blessings of the Spirit and of the New Covenant are dispersed to, to us. And that's why uh, our lesson from Corinthians this morning said, by one Spirit, we are all baptized into one body. The Spirit baptizes us into the body of Christ. We become reunited in Him. And in Christ, we have all the things uh, are restored that were lost through sin. Um, the the uh, decay and death, now that we have the Spirit, and the Spirit gives us life and renews us. And and renews, um, There's. it's interesting that um, the whole idea of gifts that St. Paul picks up on, and, and the portion of Christians we have talks about, you know, how we might esteem some gifts more highly, and some gifts less highly, and but we should understand that all of the gifts and the fullness of the body are necessary, and it's something we learn to to value each other, not in terms of the standards of the world, of what gets the most attention or what gets the most reward, but really the idea of, of vocationally, who am I? Baptism is an identity question, which is a big deal in our culture where people are so confused about their identities. Uh, it's in Christ, in the spirit, we find out who we are. We are first a child of God, generally speaking. Then more particularly, we are a gifted child of God, whom God has called to exercise gifts in the body in a certain way, to bless those in our life in, in, in the ways we can according to our gifts, and then to contribute to the unity of the body in the way we are. And what undermines that is um, jealousy and envy. Oh, I'm not, I don't get to do that. Well, yeah, God didn't call you to do that. God called you to do this. And that's why to use our gifts, we need to focus on the gift of contentment and this this reconciliation with God in Christ through the Spirit then reconciles us with each other in Christ through the Spirit. That's the communion of the saints. And you can't have a legitimate picture of the church that isn't communal. And we you see how this undoes the rea undoes the reality of sin, where Adam and Eve and their union with God in the Spirit, when that is severed, all of a sudden there's animosity between people. Cain kills his brother, and they're separated. And we still have that remnant of fallenness when we have that envy and jealousy. Well, why do you get to do that? Instead, in the spirit, when we grow to maturity, we should say, that's great that God is blessing you that way. There's enough in the body of Christ, in the spirit, for everybody to have a fullness of what of, of God's measure. There's not a poverty. There's not a scarcity. There's an abundance. And so when one member uh rejoices we all rejoice one is sad one is sad we're all and that's that's what we work towards we're not there yet in the body we have to work on the unity we're first restored to god in christ the spirit and then we're called to work on um being connected to each other and being a unified body and growing in that in the fullness there is no way we grow without growing in relationship to people learning how to love others in the body, being accountable to others in the body, and then also 
giving and serving in the body. <clears throat> Excuse me. So as I got a concluding point, um, is as an epiphany lesson about how Christ is revealed to us, we can think in the baptism today and the lesson on gifts is what are my gifts? What has God called me to do? I think that sense of vocation is really important because what does God call me to do? We, as in our prayer, we get the particular vocation we have in, in home, in work, in church, all the various places we are. And we call to do, we, we receive that vocation, that sense in Christ through the Spirit. Then we carry out that vocation to work for the unity of the body. <clears throat> and we learn to practice contentment, that, that, that this is what God has called me to do, and we don't pay so much attention to what someone else is doing. That always pulls us off of that sense of that peace we have in Christ. So think today <clears throat> about that and read the lesson of the baptism. Think about, you know, what, what are your gifts and what are you called to do and how can you renew your sense of vocation and your sense of love as we, the very last verse of our uh, second lesson today I still I show you a more excellent way. We remember that all of 1 Corinthians 13 about love and agape is all about spiritual gifts. It's all about <clears throat> purifying our motives as we serve each other. Um, because without love, without a genuine desire for the good of others, whatever we do is worthless. And this is why we have to begin with our relationship with God, experiencing that love for us, you know, as we are, that we can then pass on to others through the use of our gifts. So, a few thoughts about today's uh, lessons and feast. We'll just con conclude this morning with the prayer of St. Chrysostom and the Grace on page 20. Almighty God, who has given us grace this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and thus promised that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, that will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come life everlasting. Amen. The grace for our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all this morning. Happy second Sunday after the Epiphany. See some of you a little later on. Wonderful day, everybody. Thank yeah, you. thank you. See you later.